I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of September 10. In the news, two Armenian POWs are returned in exchange for an Azerbaijani soldier. Turkey and Azerbaijan hold joint military exercises in Lachin. Armenia's former prosecutor general is arrested on corruption charges and more. On September 7, two POWs were returned to Armenia in exchange for an Azerbaijani soldier who was arrested in Martagert Artsakh after crossing the line of contact and entering a house on August 25. The two Armenian POWs that were returned had gone missing near Sevlich Black Lake in the Sunik region on the evening of July 13. Until the day of the exchange, there was no official announcement about the whereabouts of the Armenian soldiers. The exchange was mediated by the head of the Russian peacekeeping mission Rustam Muradov, who accompanied the Armenian soldiers to Armenia. To date, 106 POWs have been returned to Armenia following the end of the war, including Lebanese Armenian Maral Najarian. Among those returned were Armenians who had been in Azerbaijani captivity before the 2020 Artsakh war. Uh, Armenia had uh, provided maps of mined areas to Azerbaijan for the return of the last two uh, larger groups of POWs. The Armenian side has returned 16 people to Azerbaijan. These include not only um, soldiers that were taken during the war, but also Azerbaijanis who had been convicted for other crimes dating back several years, including the murder of a teenager in Karvajar in 2014. 20 Armenian POWs have been convicted in Azerbaijani courts based on false accusations of murder and other crimes. The POWs have been given prison sentences ranging from 6 to 20 years. Human rights lawyer Siranush Sahakian noted during a press conference on September 8 that international counterparts have evidence that Azerbaijan is not revealing the true number of Armenian POWs. She mentioned that there are 45 confirmed POWs in Azerbaijan plus another 80 based on irrefutable evidence. During that same press conference, Armenia's human rights defender Arman Tatoyan and Sahagan together presented their ad hoc report on Azerbaijan's treatment and torture of Armenian POWs that includes evidence of inhuman treatment um, of Armenians uh, and captives, POWs and captives, torture and humiliation, evidence uh, about the mutilation of corpses, and the lack of accountability mechanisms for such actions. The report also includes the mass violations which took place on October 20 uh, of last year near uh, Kovsagan, where Armenian soldiers were tied to cars and dragged, um, and the ears of corpses were cut off. The report, which includes photos, recordings, and analysis, will be sent to international institutions uh, as well as Armenian authorities and NGOs. The commander of the Russian peacekeeping forces in Nagorno-Karabakh, Rustam Muradov, is leaving and will be replaced by Major General Mikhail Kosobokov. Armenia's Minister of Defense, Arshak Karapetyan, met with Muradov on September 6 and thanked him for his service. Muradov assumed office in November 2020. According to Artsakh's human rights defender, Kerem Stepanyan, on September 6, at approximately 7.30 p.m., Azerbaijani soldiers opened fire in the direction of Armenian positions and civilian settlements near Marduniz Garmishuga, Taravart villages, damaging a residential home. Azerbaijani soldiers continued shooting well after midnight. Russian peacekeepers were notified about the incident. And Geram Stepanian also noted that Azerbaijani units positioned near civilian populations in Artsakh pose a threat to the life, health, and other essential rights of the people of Artsakh, as well as disturb the normal life and activities of the population in those settlements. Stepanian said that the perpetrators of the shooting are not being held accountable for their actions by Azerbaijani authorities 
authorities, and that is why these incidents continue to take place. Stepanian stated that it is very important that there be a comprehensive investigation into all ceasefire violation incidents with the participation of the Russian peacekeepers. Search operations for the remains of those killed during the war were carried out again this week, uh, resulting in six remains being discovered. Armenia's Minister of Defense, Arshak Karabetyan, announced during a meeting with the relatives of missing soldiers that search operations are ongoing and information being provided by the relatives of missing soldiers have been very helpful. After the ceasefire, search and rescue units have found and removed a total of 1,660 bodies, including civilians from the occupied territories of Artsakh. Earlier this week, it was reported that Azerbaijan and Turkey are conducting joint military exercises in Lachin. After the 44-day war, Azerbaijan and Turkey have conducted numerous joint military exercises. On September 6, Armenia's foreign minister called the exercises uh, damaging to the de-escalation process. The next day, Azerbaijan's foreign ministry announced that conducting military training in Lachin is the sovereign right of Azerbaijan. It was also stated that Azerbaijan conducts many exercises on its territory and with its ally states. The exercises in Lachin, which were held uh, with the participation of Turkey, are aimed at strengthening regional stability. And this week, Azerbaijan Airlines operated the first flight from Baku to the newly constructed airport in Fizuli. Azerbaijan is also building airports in Lachin and Zangelan. Last week, we reported that, according to Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, Armenia is receiving positive signals from Turkey to normalize relations. During a government session this week, Pashinyan announced that Armenia seized the opportunity for talks on reopening Armenian-Turkish transportation routes, as witnessed in, by recent statements made by Turkish President Erdogan. He went on to say that the process is about making, quote, our region a crossroad that will link the west with the east and the north with the south. Russia has announced its support for this initiative. Pashinyan said, adding that the EU, France, and the US are also interested in this process. Pashinyan also noted that there are trilateral talks between Armenia, Russia, and Azerbaijan for opening railroad connections, which will allow Armenia to have railway connections to Russia and Iran, something which is a priority for Armenia. Pashinyan added that it must be understood that Azerbaijan also wants a connection between its western regions and its exclave Nakhijevan. Earlier this week, Security Council Secretary Armin Grigorian told reporters that Armenia is ready to start the delimitation and demarcation process and is waiting for Azerbaijan's response. Grigorian said he is hopeful that uh, Azerbaijan will deliver a positive reply soon so that the process can begin as soon as possible to resolve the ongoing border crisis. And on September 7, Azerbaijani Minister of Foreign Affairs, Jehun Mayramov, stated that Azerbaijan is ready to normalize relations with Armenia based on international law. Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev had announced that Azerbaijan wants to sign a peace treaty with Armenia so that the countries can recognize each other's territorial integrity and the delimitation and demarcation process can start. Right, and this signals that that process is not going to start until uh, Aliyev uh, gets his wish, which is for Armenia to sign this peace, peace treaty, treaty, which the Armenian side is saying it will not. So again, and also we are, the Armenian side, uh, side also has a precondition, which is that Azerbaijan should retreat back to the positions that they were at before uh, Before May, May. when they yes. um, sort of invaded, not sort of, when they actually invaded Armenian territory. Well, this past week, Pashinyan was in Tbilisi on an official visit where he met with Georgia's president, Salome Surabishvili, as well as Prime Minister Irakli Ghari Bashvili. After a closed-door meeting, 
Pashinyan and Gharibashvili issued a joint statement. The Georgian Prime Minister noted that while the 2020 Artsakh War was uh, a big challenge for the region, Pashinyan's new vision for peace will usher in new opportunities for the region. He also stated that economic and political security in Armenia is extremely important for Georgia. The Georgian Prime Minister said that the general vision for the region can be described in three words, peace, stability, and prosperity, which unite all three countries of the South Caucasus. He added that Georgia has always championed regional cooperation, and this was evident when uh, they mediated the return of 15 Armenian POWs and the delivery of landmine maps to Azerbaijan. Harabishvili noted that although the region has faced conflicts over the last 30 years and many issues remain unresolved, the collective vision for the region should be the establishment of peace, uh, stability and new opportunities. And Pashinyan reiterated many of the same sentiments, adding that Armenia and Georgia are trying to help each other by focusing on opportunities that exist for both countries. He thanked Kharibashvili for his efforts in returning the Armenian POWs and noted that the desire to strengthen democracy unites both countries' endeavors, creating new ground for cooperation. Armenia's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ararat Mirzoin, was also part of the delegation um, headed by Pashinyan to uh, Georgia. Mirzoyan met with his counterpart, David Salkaliani. The sides discussed the agreement on creating a Persian Gulf Black Sea corridor and the possibilities the corridor could potentially create. Also this week, Serbian law enforcement arrested Mile Melenkovsky, an employee of the North Macedonian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, who is currently assigned to the country's OSCE mission in Vienna. Milenkovsky is charged with facilitating a 2018 flight from Yerevan of an Armenian official accused of embezzlement in the North-South Road Corridor project. And although northern Macedonian media reported that the official in question is Levon Sarkisian, the brother of Armenia's former president, Ser Sarkisian, this has not been confirmed by Armenian authorities. According to Armenian law enforcement, three northern Macedonian diplomats headed by Milenkovsky used a private plane to fly out a representative of the former Armenian government who had been accused of embezzling large sums of money related to the highway construction project. The arrest warrant was issued by the Armenian government. Gora Prahamyan, an advisor to Armenia's prosecutor general, stated that Milenkovsky will be extradited to Armenia once the proper documents are prepared and relate to northern Macedonian authorities. On September 6, Russia's newly appointed co-chair to the OSCE Minsk Group, Igor Khovayev, visited Armenia, where he met with Armenia's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Arat Mirzoyan, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, and Artsakh's President, Arai Karutunyan. Mirzoyan and Khovayev discussed a wide range of uh, issues concerning the peaceful settlement of the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict. The parties mentioned the importance of reactivating the peace processes within the framework of the OSCE Minsk Group. Mirzoyan noted that there are prevailing humanitarian issues regarding Armenian POWs and civilian captives held in Azerbaijan, and they must be returned to Armenia as soon as possible. Khovayev had visited Baku before coming to Armenia. He is visiting the region to get acquainted with the situation. His visit to Armenia had not been announced before his arrival. Armenia's former prosecutor general, Aghan Hovsepian, was arrested on September 7 on corruption charges. The Special Investigative Service uh, has said that while Hovsepian was a state official, he accepted 190 million Armenian dirham bribe and embezzled 800 million Armenian dirham worth of property while he was serving in the management of a number of companies. Hovsepian is also charged with laundering 1.3 billion Armenian dirham. Further details 
um, will be released um, during the preliminary investigation. Avanhov Sepian served as Armenia's prosecutor general from 2004 to 2013, and then later from 2014 to 2018, he chaired the investigative committee of Armenia. And Prime Minister Pashinyan announced on September 8 that Armenia's 30th independence anniversary will be celebrated this year. He noted that while recent events have cast a somber shadow over the country, the anniversary must be marked properly. There will be, I'm quoting, large-scale colorful celebrations dedicated to the memory of the martyrs who sacrificed their lives to Armenia's independence, security, and sovereignty. And for Artsakh, said Pashinyan. And... Uh, this did not go well uh, down well with no, a lot of people. Exactly. Uh, there's been definitely some response in social media, some some posts that I've seen from the parents of the Yeah, and I've seen some soldiers. from the wives of, of soldiers who died who are saying that, you know, we don't need this, this is not proper. So uh, I, I, and I think the the one word that is being repeated is like colorful, uh, just like the choice use of, of word. word colorful. So I think there's nothing wrong with celebrating independence, which is the one of the most precious things we have. Of course, uh, maybe colorful wasn't the right. Right, word. and uh, just as a reminder, it's September twenty first. Um, we will be marking the thirtieth anniversary. So. And in other news, Cham Wings Airline has started operating weekly Yerevan Aleppo Yerevan flights. Um, this started on September 4. The flight will operate every Saturday. This is very symbolic because flights to Aleppo ceased in 2012. Although in 2017, there were flights from Yerevan to Damascus, but this is now again which is a good sign, I'm hoping. Well, and now, the latest COVID-19 updates from Armenia. The EU is removing Armenia from its safe travel zone as the number of cases continues to rise in the country. EU member states have to decide individually whether to grant or deny entry to Armenian citizens. Back in June, the EU had decided to lift the COVID-19-related travel ban on Armenian citizens. And this week, uh, on average, 8% of all COVID-19 tests have come back positive. 87 people have died. To date, I mean, the numbers are, are very disturbing. 4,979 people have died from coronavirus. And as of September 5, only 3.7% of the population has been fully vaccinated. According to a survey, a very recent survey a few days ago, actually carried out by the American International Republican Institute, over 50% of Armenia citizens um, are not inclined to even get vaccinated. And there's uh, talk that, uh, well, there will be legislation in place that uh, people can get fired if they refuse to get vaccinated and or they refuse to provide uh, tests regularly right, every so, two weeks. Right, as of the October The employer 1st. can uh, terminate their contract with the employees. Yeah, so I mean, they're making it... Um I mean, it's, I guess it's a form of encouragement. So every two weeks, as of October 1st, you have to provide a negative PCR test, which costs ten to 15,000 yeah, dirham. Yes. That's about $30. So imagine $60 a month just to prove that you don't have COVID-19 as opposed to getting a free vaccine. So, and... and Hopefully this will work and more people will get vaccinated. Well, hopefully so. We are getting more vaccines. Armenia received 27,500 doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine from Lithuania and another 187,200 doses from Belgium this week alone. Well, and they are saying that we should be receiving some Pfizer vaccines. And now everybody's saying, well, I'm waiting for Pfizer and I'm wondering how that's going to go. But we'll see.
anyway have a safe weekend that's uh, the kind of week we've had uh, here in Armenia and we will be back again next week Thank you.